4: This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey.
5: Good morning, welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman, producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jace, our sponsors today. We have the Belleville Meat Market, Texan Roofing, Mainstream Marketing, the CCA Star Tournament, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather, Galveston, it's hot. All right, it's 85 down on the island this morning. They say it feels like 100 with the humidity. But uh, today, sunny and hot, hive 91 south-southwest, 10 to 20 miles per hour, Tonight, a few passing clouds. A low of 84. You notice I'm not mentioning any rain in these forecasts. It is hot and dry. Winds will be south-southwest, 10 to 20 tonight, and then for tomorrow, sunny again, near record high temperatures, high 92. South-southwest winds, 10 to 20. We were thought we were kind of through with those southwest winds, but we weren't expecting another dome of high pressure like we've got over us, over the whole state. All right, looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We're sitting on a low right now. That occurred at the Galveston Channel at like 122 a.m. Our next tide is a high at 826 a.m. It's a 1.2, then a low at 217 this afternoon, an 0.6, and then a high tonight, 816 p.m., a 1.1. 642 a.m. is sunrise, 808 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase, 87%. All right, current conditions right now, buoy offshore showing a south-southwest wind at 16 to 18. Air temperature is 86.4, water temp 87.4. And down on the Galveston Channel, it's 86 degrees this morning with 90-degree water, 90.3 to be exact. South-southwest, 7 to 13. And at Eagle Point, 84 with a water temperature of 89.8. We'll just call that 90 degrees also. Southwest wind at seven to 13 barometric pressure steady at 29.94 inches across the board so that's where we stand hot warm south southwest what more could a man ask for all right let's go over to sabine lake let's check in with old captain bill Watkins this morning and see how his week went bill good morning how are you sir i am doing just fine how about yourself couldn't be better it's all good brother
6: <laughs> it's
5: all good it's all Astros good and better beat the yankees last night that's uh that's all i care about <laughs> yeah there you go
6: well a friend of mine told me last night he said as long as i wake up in the morning and somebody's not throwing dirt in my face i'm good yes
5: sir well i'm with you
6: <laughs> that's how i see it too i think but anyway uh The weather is extremely hot, and the fishing is hot with it. I mean, I expect those trout to be, uh, uh, when I pull them over the side, I expect the uh, meat to fall off their bones because they're probably already cooked. I'm telling you. 90-degree water. I mean, 90 and 90.8. Boy. That's what I saw yesterday all over the bay. It's uh, you know, I fished two days this week and it it was good both days. Well, that's uh, good. good is good. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, Thursday was a uh, lot uh, kind of like a pencil mission. Okay, kind of lose down the side, found a lot of fish here and there. They were all over the place. And then the next day, the average went up and the the numbers went down. So it's kind of odd. And then we we caught five reds yesterday. And uh, four of them were actually slot reds, Louisiana slots, you know. And uh, we put one back. It was like. Yeah, what's their slot? 16 to 27? 16
5: to 27. Yeah, I got you. Okay.
6: And uh, we had one that was twenty, right on the money. Twenty on and the money. And the rest of them, rest of them were about twenty-seven to thereabouts. Three. right at the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a that was a, a fun little deal. We actually had three hooked up at the same time and managed to land all three of which is. Always a difficult thing to do. It's hard to get. (laughs) And these, a couple of these guys were not experienced fishermen, so it made it even better that we landed them. Usually something goes wrong. Lines get crossed. uh, Somebody winds up getting their line around the motor or the power pole or the trolling motor or something. You know, those redfish will just do what they want to do. And uh, usually it's impossible to land a three-way hookup, but we managed to pull it off. I was right proud of those guys. I'm <laughs> uh, standing there shouting voice commands
5: <laughs> and they actually listened
6: and uh, pretty talented fellows I guess yep
5: go under one guy's line over another duck. I'm coming around this way it's you get four or five bruiser reds on in, in the same boat, that's uh you can get all five of them in or even three like you're talking about, that's an accomplishment right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just gotta One follow your fish. Said. That's the first thing I tell them. hey, if he's if he starts taking off for the back right now, head there before he ever gets there. Then you can keep him out of yeah. the engine and tire pole and all that. Just Yeah. Get back follow and follow your fish. fish. Yep.
6: And that means getting up off your butt and walking.
5: That's it. And, and
6: being a hurry about it. A lot of people,
5: stand, you know, now waiting, they'll walk up to their fish while they're reeling it in when they need to stand still. they got all the room in the world, but in the boat, they want to stand in one place and fight the fish from there and not follow it. Yeah, go figure that. Isn't that
6: something? <laughs> it is something. Uh, uh, I guess you think, in your mind, you think you can get to the fish quicker you know, walking to him, but in the boat, you want to. You got to do the same thing. You got to walk around, because they they're not going to do what you think they're going to do. No, and you Never. cannot stop them with a rod and reel. You just can't. They're gonna they're gonna have their way. You know, even though even though I had a twenty pound line on on my customer spinner reels. Mm-hmm. That's you know, a fifteen pound leader and twenty pound main line. That's not going to stop a fresh, good size redfish. That's something's going to pop you off. You try to dog him off, you know, you just can't can't do that. They're going to win every time.
5: You know how we were talking around. a couple of weeks ago about the redfish. You know, the notice of intent. Uh, Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries were thinking about changing the, uh, you know, the slot limits and all that on redfish and the number of fish and then no bag limits for guides or deckhands. Well, they uh, put out another notice of intent a couple of days ago. I got a text on it yesterday morning, so I didn't oh, yeah. talk about it until I talked to you because you're involved in it. They were, uh, they put one out on uh, spotted sea trout size and bag limits for Louisiana. Mm. So they're wanting to move the uh, minimum length up to 13 inches and then have a maximum size limit of 20 inches with an allowance of two fish over 20 per day and uh, the bag limit to 15 across the board for the entire state with no uh, (laughs) retained fish for guides or deckhands, customers only. Oh, wow. They've
6: changed their tune on that.
5: Yeah, at least it didn't 13 and a half inches. I bet they really fought, had a lot of heated arguments for that half inch of fish.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's
5: I never understood that that is, anyway. That's foolish.
6: Uh, well, it should be 14 and 10. Yes. And no
5: that. guys. That, uh, but, boy, that's asking a lot for Lu- Louisiana, you know. <laughs> it sure their, is. I love their meat halls.
6: Hey,
5: but it's starting to catch up uh, with them. You know, for the fisheries department to start doing this, they're already seeing, you know, a decline in their uh, biomass and everything. So maybe it's yeah. not too little too late. I hope not. <clears throat> I'd like to
6: see it be sustainable. But I think that uh, 15, 15 trout, but that, I mean, that's that's a big cut over on the eastern part of the state. You know, they're allowed like 25 right now, but it doesn't do anything for us. Uh, it should be 10 across the state.
5: Yeah, even Mike over at Venice says the same thing. But this is only a notice of intent, you know, so they're going to have a meeting. Yeah, nothing will them. happen. I, I don't think yeah. so. Von Vaughn, buddy, just texted me and said, hey, they, they're not going to let them take their meat away from them. <laughs> no, there. The meeting is going to be September 21st at uh, 10 a.m. at the Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries headquarters there in uh, Baton Rouge. So, well, we I'm speak. not going
6: to drive all that way just to uh, sit and listen no. to them yell at each other. And uh, it's, but I know,
5: boy, it'll hurt a lot yeah. of gadzo at one inch because, man, I. Bill, I see a lot of twelve inchers laying on the table. That'll, <laughs> that'll uh, cut into their <laughs> catch ratio. Yeah, but not for long. They'd have to give it
6: up for one one season, and then you know, it, it's that's not a lot to ask. It's too many, too many little tiny fish get thrown. I don't even think they measure a lot of. Them. I mean, really. It's um, I've watched them. You know, when they'd yeah. be fishing over here, a lot of the guides, Louisiana guides, would just keep. They, they didn't take time to even measure anything. They'd just throw them
5: in the box. Flip them in. Yeah. We'll sort and them out later. Especially when they're they're fishing
6: with them live shrimp and the automatics. Mm-hmm. And boy, I mean that little mauler out there and ripped that sucker in and I, I'm looking at a fish I don't think it's over 11 inches long back in the box man I mean he's there you know you just catch him and catch him and catch him and, you know <laughs> they, have, they seem to have no discretion about that and once the game ward never going to show up you know they ain't worried about that but and I try to be real careful about that. I would hate to get a uh, citation for a uh, a twelve or slightly less than twelve inch trout.
5: Right. That would embarrass the heck out. of Would me. that be embarrassing or what? <laughs> yeah, it would. But it's
6: you know, it, it, you're fishing. You're fishing to to their. To their drumbeat, not to not Texas' drumbeat. Right. And uh, they're uh, they have a sovereign state and they have the power to say and don't say. And I just abide by the law. That's yep. the best way to do it.
5: But you know, Hell, once you get once a ticket got, from a from a game board and you're a marked man, they're gonna keep an eye on you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they will.
6: And uh, to the to the guides that slip across from Texas and fish in Louisiana without that um, without that charter license, you better watch out because they checked me the other day, and that's what they were looking for. Right. They come. They swarmed up on me. I was cleaning fish on the Louisiana landing down south, and. There's uh, this big Boston Whaler boat pulled up, and the gang warden jumped out. And the other one backed off and held, hovered out there. And that that young man walked up to me and said, uh, uh, "What's your name? Are you running a guide trip?" I said, "Yes, sir, I am. My name's Bill Watkins." He said, "Can you show me your Louisiana out-of-state charter license?" <laughs> sure. I said, yes, sir. I'd be just right
5: proud to show you that expensive thing. Yeah, for what I have to pay for it, I'd like to pull it out a couple of times a year just to show it off. <laughs> yeah, that's just how I make feel sure, about it. Make sure you gentlemen are doing your job. And
6: uh, after that, I mean, that's what they were looking for that day. Right. And uh, I won't want to anybody that they catch because. Uh, he looked like he had a bone in his throat about that whole issue. Yeah, and all I'm, oh, I'm gosh, sure they calls that about
5: thing. somebody running hot, you know.
6: Yeah, well, you know, there's people that do that. Yep. And uh, you can go online and look to see if your guide has has a Louisiana state chart license. That's right. You know, you can find it and. And to avoid the embarrassment of being with somebody that does that, you should check.
5: <laughs> After Hang on, Bill. <laughs> Let me knock this out. Let's break right okay, quick. I'll right. come back at you. Hang with me, man. Well, folks, this week, the Belleville Meat Market, they're double featuring their pepper, bacon, pecan smoked sausage, and their Texas blend smoked sausage, an all-natural smoked sausage inspired by their original garlic recipe. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And on special, seasoned chicken leg quarters, $1.29 a pound. They're now serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section with hot dogs that are available in original and cheddar. Custom processing on pigs and calves. They do that all year long. Order a half-calf or a hand quarter. You can have it processed any way you like. And while game processing, they're making vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. And the Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community, that's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name.
4: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
5: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we're back, my friend. All right, I'm right here with you. There you go. Yeah, we were talking about uh, you getting checked for you know your charter license, <laughs> your Louisiana State yeah. Guide license. Yeah, at that at that point, when I turned around
6: and looked at uniform, I went, "Boy, I'm glad I bought this for the last 24 years." Shoot, right then it would have been too late. You know, that's uh that's something that I think there's one guy I've been talked to than that. I'm not sure how the details went. But uh, several years ago, somebody got caught. You know, you think you're not going to see the game warden, and you think you maybe get everybody in the boat to lie. <laughs> but you better know your buddy is real good, because when they separate you and put you in two separate boats and start grilling you, then you you somebody's going to fall apart and the truth will come out, and it's just not worth it. <laughs> it's really not. Not worth it at all. But that thing's, you know, for $1,755, a lot of people would uh, rather go ahead and take a chance. And all i got to say is good luck with that. I saw, I saw those two wardens. I guess it's been about week and a half, two weeks ago, they had come from probably, uh, they might have launched at Johnson Bayou or they might have launched over in Copshoe. And they come all the way down the intercoastal, checked the north end of the lake, and then ducked into the ship channel, which goes all the way over in Texas. Right. And went around through the ship channel and popped out at the bottom of the lake.
5: Yeah, popped out down
6: there on the south end. And, right. Yes, sir. And then they turned. They turned and went back up under the bridge into the lake. There you go. Sneak and, attack. Uh, there. Yeah. And I don't think there was anybody fishing up in that way, so they uh, they just made a miss. You know, missed opportunity. But uh, there was there was a couple of guys fishing Louisiana side, but they were down the channel. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, don't know who has the license actually. But uh, you know, because I sure don't go around asking, "Hey, you got that Louisiana license?" <laughs> I don't I don't get in people's business like that. But no. just word to the wise: if you're out there doing that, uh, look over your shoulder because they're watching. Absolutely. And you never know where you're going to see them.
5: No, you don't.
6: And they, they will follow you to the Texas side. <laughs> if they want to check you, they'll follow you right up on the land. I've seen them do that, too. I watched a man run from them out on the jetty one day, and they caught him on the Texas side landing right there above the Causeway Bridge. And... uh they called the Texas Warden, and the Texas Warden showed up, and they all had a, I don't know what the end result of that was, but uh, the man didn't have a Louisiana license. He was fishing a Louisiana side of the jetty, and they take that serious. They want you to pay your money. <clears throat> so I always try to keep a good rapport with those guys.
5: Yeah. Yes.
6: Ever ever contact needs to be a pleasant contact. Like you say, once they get it in for
5: you, they're gonna watch you all the time. I like that meme. It shows a Texas game warden uh pulled up to a guy to check him in a bass boat and he's got one foot inside his bass boat off of his boat and he has that guy said, Is there anything in this boat that uh in here that shouldn't be? And that guy looks at him and says, "Yeah, you." <laughs> that's a that's pretty a good, good one. one. I'm sure yeah, the guy get a one. kick out of that one. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I'm, yeah, you. I'm sure they would. <laughs> get out of my boat. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
5: yeah, buddy. <laughs> that's
6: uh. That would
5: probably be the wrong thing to say. Probably would. It's funny. But uh I, funny, I wouldn't though. recommend doing that in uh real life. Uh no, it's funny to
6: it's funny for a cartoon, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway though, there's uh there's uh there's a lot to know about the uh the fishing laws and the reciprocal license law and all of that. And I still think after all these years and I'm still running into people that don't fully understand what you do to be legal. And uh, it's rather complicated, I guess that's not complicated to me, but, uh, I've got into it real early and questioned game words from both states about how they visualize this stuff. And, um, it's people still are, are going around out there with a misunderstanding of what the laws are. And uh, I think a lot of them probably get tickets when they get checked just because they, there's a whole lot of hearsay about what the laws really mean. You know, if you, keep, you keep in mind, fishing here, the, the license are reciprocal. But the limits are not. And that you keep that in your mind and think about that while you'll figure out exactly what you need to do. And then then from there on, that's where it gets complicated. Yeah, if, if you, you launch in Louisiana. Just, uh,
5: put it on the Louisiana side with a Louisiana license. And then if you're yeah. not, then put on the Texas side and abide by Texas limits. That's right.
6: Pretty if you wander across the line, ride.
5: you know, you wander across the line and you think, well,
6: I'm going to catch, a, catch me a couple of small fish and you go back to Texas. No, you're not going to do that. They'll catch you. No. And uh, then there you get fined for every short fish you What about
5: Louisiana coming to the Texas side and catching 12-inchers and they go back, they're legal, right?
6: Yeah. Well, <laughs> if yeah, you how do you prove?
5: you get checked. well, I think you caught that one thirteen incher in Texas when we were watching you. I mean, yeah. you prove that. If they
6: observe you pick up a rod and cast across the line in Texas, then you're liable for what you retain.
5: And Louisiana will enforce that?
6: You, well, Louisiana, they're not worried about what you're doing on the Texas side of the lake. They're only worried about what you're doing on their
5: side of the lake. Right. So, say if I put in 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 Louisiana, I could come to the Texas side and keep 12 and 13 inches. Yeah, you think you can. Theoretically. But if the the, the, the Texas warden
6: catches you doing that. Well, yeah,
5: then you'll be in trouble. Then you're in trouble. From a Louisiana, yeah. But
6: the Louisiana warden, he's not. He's not going to worry about you going over to Texas. Put in, You put in Louisiana and you go across the channel into the Texas water and you retain two or three 12-inch fish and you bring them back to his stock. He's not going to concern himself right. with that. He's going to measure your fish and if they're Louisiana legal, that's good. But you have to keep in mind that if he measures a fish on his side of the water and it winds up being a different... Size limit than Louisiana allows, like a black drum, for instance. You know, black drum in Texas is fourteen inches, right? Right. In Louisiana, it's sixteen inches. So there's one you could get in trouble with right there. You right. think, well, you know, Louisiana's fish are all smaller than Texas.
7: Except well, for no, the black there's drum. There's <laughs> an exception.
6: <laughs> there's an exception right there. So you you need to have a game book from both states and abide by it
5: yep
6: and uh you know there's and it depends on the warden uh how much grace they'll give you about being just over the line Mm -hmm. you know they'll uh they'll tell you where the line is and they know where the line is they've got it all figured out in their head they even i even requested a uh a, uh, a list of uh, GPS markers down in the middle of the lake, so I would know exactly where I'm at. Of course, there's a lot of space in those GPS points, Yes. and if you expand your GPS out, uh, then you'll get in between them and you won't really know where, where you are. Right. And some of the lines on those, some of the lines on the GPS map are not exactly right, you know, so you have to
5: yeah, Bill, we're going to give you a ticket here. You were fishing twelve feet over the line.
6: Yeah, not likely <laughs> but... they'll do that. They they're, oh, they're pretty boy. good about
5: that. <laughs> all right, man. All right, Bill. Well, I'm yeah. going to roll out of here, buddy. If somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you, you you know all the laws, so you'll keep them and keep them in check. How do they get a hold of you, buddy? 409-673-9211. six seven three nine two one one. How'd you like that new engine? Oh, that thing's a bear. Purs like a cat. Yes, it does. It, it runs it's, like a
6: tiger. Uh, look, looks like, yeah, it, it does. Looks like it's going to be fine.
5: Good deal. I, All right, brother. Okay. Well, Bill, I have, have, have a good weekend, up. and uh, stay cool if that's possible. Uh, if that's possible, thanks, yes. sir. I'll All talk right, to baby. you next Thursday. Thanks, Bill. See you, man. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake weighing in this morning. Well, I need to take a moment Tell everybody about Texan Roofing. You know, Texan Roofing are the people I trust. Texan Roofing covers Houston and surrounding areas, and Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement. Texan Roofing has the Better Business Bureau A-plus rating with no complaints ever, and they're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. In Texan Roofing, they found that the majority of jobs they do, they offered the lower price and beat the competition's quality and warranty along with our honest roof inspections a plus management these are reasons to call texan roofing and when you tell them you heard about it right here on the outdoor show tim and all his staff they'll work directly with you and do a superior job call texan roofing at 281-391-9600 that's 281-391-9600 or texanroofing.com And when you call the good folks at Texan Roofing, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you.
2: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast.
4: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
5: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It is 434 here in the Bayou City. All right. Let's go check in and see what's up with the fish dude. Richard Tosh, what's up, buddy?
7: Not a lot, Mickey. Not a lot. It's just hot.
5: It is hot, it, isn't it? I've had enough, man.
7: I, I guarantee you. All if right, it man, just way cooled way down
5: to enough. 95 every day, that's a, that's a big swing. But, man, when you're a 100 every day, it just uh, – when that heat gets above yeah. your body temperature, it's warm. You know that's the way it you,
7: works. Yeah, I guarantee it is. Then you like to say ninety-five. I mean that that would feel like a cold front. Yeah, there ain't no doubt. I mean it's one of the first times I I can remember ever thinking that. But it it would real, it would feel really good. But I guarantee you, you sit out there in that stuff all day. It just it hurts. I mean, <laughs> really hurts. But that's that's all. I'm still having fun. I I found me a little spot over here, at Coletta. Where it, I I was catching crappie every single cast. And I did it all day long.
4: Awesome. I mean,
7: that's, I mean that's, that was kind of crazy. It wasn't, out of all that, though, I, I probably caught a thousand fish. And out of all of them, maybe a dozen keepers. But it was, it's just fun catching those numbers like that. It's, kinda, it's just kind of one of them weird things I pulled up you, know, you know, I've got the active target that I'm using with Lawrence where I'm looking at them, right? Mm-hmm. So, I kind of pull up and I'm checking these brush piles and stuff out and, and uh, I get to looking around. Actually, I wasn't on the brush pile. It a bridge over here. And I get to checking out these bridge piles and I got to look at one of them. I go, dang, they're everywhere on this thing. And it was on the shady side of it and I thought, well, heck, they're just hanging out in the shade right there. And I threw out and it about 20 foot deep, so I let it sink down about 15 and don't catch one. You know, you just throw it back out, catch another one. It's like, dang. I said, I got to go get my wife, get her to come get into some of this. So after I sat there about an hour catching them, I, I went and got her and came back out. and We sat there, both caught them. <laughs> you know, and it was every single cast. and I, it, was, it was just a, it was fun. And then I came back in and went back out later on that afternoon, right before dark, you know, and, and hit them again. And they were still there. It's like, good, they're just loaded up there like cornwood. And I mean, they really were. They were yeah. just stacked up. And it was every cast. And then I started noticing the bait. Because, you know, I'm using those little bass assassins, little uh, panfish assassins what they are. It's uh-huh. a little bitty bait. And I got to thinking, looking around, and I kept seeing these little schools of, of shad and minnows. I mean, they were little bitty things. And right. then I had one finally spit a shad out on me when I brought it up. I go, dang, that's why they're eating these things so good, because they're, you match the hatch, right? Uh, so yeah, that's
5: what they're feeding on. That size bass. They,
7: man, they were eating it like crazy too. And some of the bass, I've been catching some pretty good bass. Caught a couple of them, about five, six pounds, really? a couple three or four pounders. And I mean, it's it's just fun doing. It when you figure out what they're eating and stuff, and especially like those bass. You know, I'd be sitting there watching that, watching my my depth finder, and I catching a few crappie, and then all of a sudden I see a bass swim in there, and I go. Uh-oh. And then, then you end up catching him, and it's like good night. That's a pretty good one. So, it's, it was fun. You know, it's still gonna be fun because I'm gonna hit it again today. I think this will be the last day, and then hit it home tomorrow. So, it's uh, get out there and just work them over as much as I can today, and and see if I can find some new stuff because it's, it, you know, it's like getting huge, but it's it's a good little lake to to hit and try to figure out. But mm-hmm. it's it's got a lot of standing timber in it, you know, and that's. That's one of the things, I remember last year I was checking out some of the sand and timber and was catching some fish on it, but there's lots of little little spots where where you think, ah, oh, there's nothing there, but there's a lot there. It's like these little pockets in the edges of the creek channels and stuff like that. Just a little small indenture. It may only look like it's like 20 or 30 feet deep, but right out in the mouth of it, off of the points of them, you'll find these little structures or or just brush piles that are out there, or just a tree, one single tree that just be loaded up with fish out there in the middle of it in about 10, 15 foot of water. And it's it that's just it's different, but this dang water temperature, I mean, good night, it's 95, 96 degree water temperature. Crazy. It is it is crazy. I mean, it's, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen water temperatures this hot. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, I know it's been there before, but goodness i mean it's hot water temperatures and that's all over it's it whether it's in the gulf whether it's at lake conroe whether it's over here i mean these water temperatures are just extremely hot and and staying that way they're not cooling down at all you know normally you get early morning where it cools down a little bit but they're they're just not doing it you know it's not cooling down enough at night for them to settle down so you know i guess these fish are adaptive and and they're they're doing their thing but man i tell you what it's it's i'm really surprised we haven't seen a big fish kill somewhere and one of the one of the most surprising things is that i hadn't seen the lake turnover like conroe has not turned over yet that's that's really a strange that thing is
5: strange so, yeah
7: it's you you know, already done my, that. yeah i should have done it a couple of times already and it just hasn't done it at all so it's uh you know because i normally we'll talk about that and have, have a deal where the where the water just, the fish just get, where they don't want to bite, the water's all different, and everything, but it just never has turned over yet, so, it's, I don't know, it's, I, and it's not, you know, it's normally to do it without any rain, or anything like that, we haven't had any, so, I don't know, it's it's a weird year, that will know that, it's, I'm ready for all this heat to cool down, Though it's just, that's, that's just not right, having, having it this hot, but it's going to get there one day. I know that. I keep looking up north to see they're getting rain, you know, up in, what, Oklahoma and uh, everywhere but Texas. So, it's uh, it, uh, it'll get down here one of these days. So, we get a little bit of that rain down here to cool everything down and make, make us feel better anyway. I don't know about the fish, because it, it, it's going to take a whole lot for that water to cool down now. I mean, when you got bathtub water. Are warmer than bathtub water. It's, it's just oh uh, no, no, I don't know how to act with that. But it's like I say, you just adapt and go on. And it's it, the hardest part is just staying out in it. And I mean, you better you better start off well hydrated. I, I mean, in the mornings, I'm drinking me a quart of Pedialyte every morning because you can't you can't do it. I mean, you you go out there, you're gonna fall smooth out, and it just ain't there ain't no way that heat just take it all out of you so quick. It's unreal, but but uh, I don't know. I just I'm I'm ready ready to get back out there and catch them again today. That's that's the thing. And we did have a little bit of a wind yesterday, so that that helps things out a lot on the water. When you're standing on the bank, I mean they've been my wife's been putting some fans up. And her sisters they've been putting fans up around here, but they're blowing that hot air around. And you talk about it's just a high speed hair dryer. That's all it is. It's I mean it is blowing hot. Yeah. So you got to get them things in the shade to blow on you, but they're blowing it up off the ground and it's, it's blowing right at you. I, uh, I'll sit out there on that water and let that wind blow and it's, it's a lot cooler. I can pull over in the shade over there, out there on the water somewhere. And like under that bridge, I sat on that bridge the other day, it kept moving up in the shade a little bit. And it, it did alright. It helped me out. But still, I don't, I don't like hanging under them bridges very often, but this one and anybody on Conroe will tell you because they ask me all the time, you, fish, you ever fish under that bridge? No, no. absolutely not. <laughs> I cannot stand that ka kathunk, kathunk of them cars going over oh, my head. No. Man, that just drives me crazy. I can't yeah. do it. Now, granted, there's fish there a lot, but I uh, I don't, not me. I'm not the one. But on over here, you get one about every 10 minutes, a car about every 10 minutes on this little bridge, so it ain't very bad. But when you sit there all day long and listen to that stuff, uh uh-uh. not my speed. I can't do it. Drive you nuts. I guarantee it will. My dad used to sit under there, and I go, you got to get out of there. I can't. I ain't going to go into that bridge with you. <laughs> that, that's, he, he'd go under there all the time. I tell him, I ain't going to that bridge with you. You're going to go somewhere else, because I ain't going to listen to all that racket. I come out here for a little bit of peace and quiet other than me talking, you know. But, right. But, uh, not to listen to all them dying cars. And I mean, that's horrible. I can't stand it. But it's, but I do tell everybody, you know, if I, you do catch me under that bridge, it'll be the coldest day of the year. You know, the coldest day of the year, I'll go underneath that bridge. And that's mainly for crappie. And it's uh, one of the reasons being is because when that water gets really cold, mm-hmm. that's the warmest place on the lake. People don't realize it because every one of those poles or cement, they're heaters, so they pick yeah. up all the sunlight throughout the day, and it, it transmits throughout the water column. And you, it may only be a half a half a degree warmer, but it is warmer. So that's you know that's one of the one of the things a lot of people don't think about those those heaters. Each one of them will warm up, and you can find the right one, and it'll be loaded with fish. And it's it's fun when you find them because there'll be some big giant crappie underneath them underneath that bridge in the winter on the cold days. You know, right now, everybody's sitting under there. And I get, and we're going to that bridge on the way out or in, coming uh, a 1097 bridge on Conroe, and go underneath that rascal, and there'll be a boat underneath every piling this time of year. And everybody asks, what are they fishing for? Shade. That's what shade. they're fishing for, shade. <laughs> they, they'll catch some fish under there, but mostly they're after that shade because it's just dang hot. You can't hardly do anything else. But, you know, they catch a few catfish and stuff under there. And a lot of hybrids will run them, run those pilings as, as the bait moves through. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they're just relaxing and catching that shade, even though you can't hardly relax a lot of cars thumping over your head. But it's all good. No matter what, that gives them a place to fish. And I, and I've talked to so many people that fish under that bridge, and they don't catch nothing. And I will talk to others, oh, man, I wear them out every time I go. Okay. Well.
5: Some not, just know not how to me. fish it, and others don't.
7: That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Because a lot of times, those fish on that bridge, they'll they'll either be dead on the bottom, or a lot of catfish will be right on the bottom, or they'll suspend five or ten feet off the bottom. And that's right. you know, people always consider catfish a bottom feeder. No, they don't. Especially in this heat, you got to look at that thermocline. You know, we talk about that thermocline, how it's, how it's been hanging around 20, 22 to 24 feet here lately. It'll
5: show up on your machine. It's real distinct.
7: It, de- it definitely will. I mean, you'll you'll definitely see that thermocline on there. When you spot it, just fish fish right there around that depth, and that's where you're going to catch your fish. And that's, you know, I'll look at that as I'm running across the lake on my, on my sonar. I'll, I'll see where my bait level is. If I'm running across the lake and I see bait at, say, 18 feet i'm gonna find me an area if if i'm catfishing or anything or even bass fishing i'm gonna find an area that's about 18 feet deep like a hump or something off edge of a river channel and i'll I'll fish that depth you know because that's where the bait's hanging that tells me thermocline's right in that area so most oxygen content that's where the fish are going to be and it's all just that's it that's what you got to do you gotta do it. And then when you finally when you finally figure all that out, you start targeting those depths, you start catching a whole lot more fish. You know, some people they'll change up, they'll be thirty feet deep, they'll come up, they'll go shallow, they'll you know, they'll be five feet deep, and they'll bounce back and forth all day long. Well that's fine, you can do that. You know, the best thing is start shallow early and then move deep later if you're gonna be bouncing around, but never go below that, that thermocline depth. Or whatever depth you're spotting the bait. Right.
5: You no,
7: know, that's that's one of the key things. If you if you don't have a thermal client, spot the bait. Wherever that bait's at, that's what depth you need to be fishing. Because it's they're all going to concentrate in the same areas. There ain't no doubt. So.
5: Well, cool. But man.
7: it's all good.
5: Well, I'm glad you're having fun, man. You and your wife and,
7: and enjoying the oh, yeah. trip
5: over there. And uh, somebody wants to call you about coming to Conroe fishing with you. How do they get a hold of you, Richard?
7: Well, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me nine three six 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 one seven nine two zero. 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dukes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at com, or just check out the webpage, com. All right, buddy.
5: Richard, catch them up. I'll talk to you next week, man. You be safe, buddy.
7: Yes, sir. Y'all have fun.
5: All right. Later, man. All right. Bye. That's the fish dude, Richard Tosh from Conroe. Let's go to Charlie Paradosky now, down in Matagorda. Charlie P., good morning.
0: Morning. What's morning. up, bud? Nothing new. Same old broken
5: record. <laughs> Not no, any fa- new excitement Your favorite at all. wind is back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How about
0: it? Yeah. It was uh, up a little bit yesterday morning, too. Yeah, it was a little breezy when I walked
5: out this morning.
0: A little puffy. Just nothing new, Mickey. Same old routine. Pinned to one certain area, drifting to catch a few redfish and a trout every now and then, and uh, coming in and watching uh, the croaker fishermen with, with their trout. Yeah. And uh, it's about all that's going on over here. I'm not hearing much of. Uh, any good catches, you know, weighed with artificials. Well, Lee did tell me he was catching them there for a couple of days early in the morning, and uh, mainly before sunup. And uh, but they wouldn't eat for him yesterday. Absolutely nothing new. Wow. Not at all. And I don't see a change in sight for another week or so. Do you?
5: No, we're we're in a rut, brother. We need some tropical moisture. We need something. Not with the H word hanging off of it, but just some kind of little low-pressure thing come up from the bottom end of the guff and spread inland, soak things down and cool things down, change the wind direction. Get a Well, North it'll, it'll come. 10 every day.
0: <laughs> it'll come. We just don't know whether it's going to come soon enough or not, though, you know? True.
5: Oh, well, no. dove season's right around the corner. It's always uh, a good chance of rain on opening opening day of dove season. Isn't that Especially over this way where I'm at.
7: Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know. It gets pretty boring, but uh, then you got a lot of a lot of people right now trying to get their kids out before they get back in school. Right, and uh, if they're not catching fish, pretty quick they're
5: sitting around on a boat. Yeah, that's, you get no fish, you lose no catchers, real quick. That's it, man. You know, so true. All,
0: All we can do is Ast- just keep your Astros won last you. night. Well, I didn't get to see them. I'm down here in Matagorda, but you know, I
5: got to watch it. It was on Channel Twenty Six the other day. Yeah, but, they were uh, on, uh, you know, local Fox uh, night before last, but they lost and. And they were on Apple TV last night, and they won, so. Good deal. And they play today, I think, 1230 or something. They play early today. Verlander's pitching. Great. Get
0: that spark plug going.
5: Pump everybody up.
0: That's right. I don't know what to think about Brantley. I guess we just lost him. He must... Must be hurt. I guess I don't
5: know what they're saving him for. I mean, that uh, man, that must have been some kind of weird shoulder injury for it to hang on and last this long, you know. uh, What a waste of a good ball player. Boy, I'm telling you, Uncle Mike, well, he's giving good advice. He's helping a lot of these guys out with their swing and stuff, I'm sure. Confidence. Yeah. Preparation. Boy, he's a pure hitter. He is beautiful hitter. Really
0: is. Maybe they'll get going here and uh, get us back where we need to be before they trade away all our good players
5: <laughs> or let them go.
0: Because that's coming next.
5: Well, they better hang on to. They better hang on to Tucker. They need to give him a oh, sweet girl. deal and keep him, make him a franchise player. You know, like they did Al Tooby back in the day. Yeah.
0: You know when when Tucker was first coming up they were calling him little Ted Williams. I don't know yeah, well it, he's
5: very very similar in his demeanor at the plate and his swing and everything else. It's uh yeah. he just needs to go ahead and up that average to four hundred lifetime like Ted Williams. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Even so hey Otani can't do that, but <laughs> Yep. Well, that guy's a ball player. Jeez, Isn't he? Golly. He's the Left kind of guy point. you hate when you play him, but uh, you'd sure love to have him on the team. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't
0: that be nice, but it doesn't look like they want to let go of him. No. But
5: you know, I guess you got to keep about- somebody around. Right- yeah, it's a shame about Trout. He can't ever get a full season in. Yeah, you know, great, great ball player. Yeah, just uh, he hadn't had too good of luck over the years hitting our pitching. Isn't that something? How he's uh, he's totally looks totally different when he plays us. Yeah,
0: he does. Well, at least we got some baseball to watch when we get through fishing because. Yep. fishing's not great over here. That's tough well, it everywhere. is for some of them. It is yeah. for some of them, but not for Charlie. Yeah. I can tell you that. All you need is three. Yeah. And you say they're going to change the limits in Louisiana?
5: Well, it's a, they're proposing it. It's, uh, it's not edge it's in stone. You wait till that meeting September the 21st, there'll be some tempers flaring in there over 13 inches, one inch, a size hmm, limit. That's the, that's the only change they're
0: proposing? What about the Well, no, they're going to
5: put a maximum size limit of 20, but how many 20-plus-inch fish do you catch over there? Not many. Yeah. And just, you know, yeah, maybe we're not. a 15-fish bag limit statewide, you know, from from the east to the west see right now over there jeff coat and them are 25 and then you know you get over here to the southwest louisiana and it's 15 so
0: yeah Well we haven't been catching no juvenile redfish here like we normally do yeah i know i've said it before but you know lately i've been catching some but
5: uh
0: that caught about seven or eight yesterday they were about 10 inches
5: goodness well that's good
0: I don't know what it means. I guess overfished, I don't know. A lot of but that. I think once once we get some weather we'll we'll have uh we'll have some more fish showing up.
5: At least you will get, get to some. keep fifteen and a half, sixteen inches again. Oh yeah. That'll round out Look, your box for a slow day. Looking forward to that, wow.
0: <laughs> I don't talk to many people that really want that right now. But no, I,
5: don't, I haven't talked to anybody that really wants it. I don't want to leave yeah. it like it is, but that ain't going to happen. I guess they know what you're doing. We'll find I out. Guess. All right, Charlie P. That's right, about baby. it. Be somebody good. wants to Nothing call you new. about coming over. How do they get a hold of you? Give them a number, man.
0: Cell phone, 713-725-2401.
5: All right, my friend. Charlie, have a good weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Be safe. Take care, Mickey. All right, buddy. All right, that's Captain Charlie Paradoski in Matagorda. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be
1: right back.